So now that we've relocated to the bathroom. Absolutely. McMichael, how are we doing? <laughs> Came to the bad cave. I'm all good. That's the place to do it. I think uh, nowadays, since the turn of the quarantine, uh, the length of the pandemic, I think that's just what we do is go from one cave to another. You got to social distance. Yeah. You got to separate. All right. So first thoughts about uh, episode one, New World Order, Falcon and Winter Soldier. What would you guys think, McMichael, since you've been busting at the seams to tell me about this? Why don't you go first? I mean, I did the whole Shabazz, you know, I was up at three o'clock in the morning, you know, having to watch it, anticipating it, you know, give me a week off from WandaVision and, you know, another delay of, you know, Black Widow, you know, waiting, waiting for this. And I watch it. And glorious 50 minutes of whatever it was 50 minutes of. So disappointed? I was disappointed, yeah. Me and give it to me. What'd you think? Really? Man, I loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, it was weird. This opening, like, so this is the second show that Marvel's come out with. It was weird. WandaVision, you just got, like, the show the show that they were actually like in and the hex and all that stuff. This, you got a lot more revealed and, you know, a lot more came out and just, you were, you knew the situation a little bit more. So that was kind of like weird to see because you got nothing of that in WandaVision. Not that I didn't like that. It was just, you know, two different ways to kick off a show, but I liked it. I thought it was, you know, Marvel doesn't disappoint. I mean, not as bad as other, you know, franchises do, but I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I was like in the middle uh, I thought it was an okay start, but very underwhelming. And the way it, the way it starts out, so we start off with Sam putting on a suit and then grabbing Captain America's shield, and he puts it in a bag. And then they they hit uh, hit us with the credits to open up and the the music and whatnot. And then we're basically given the exact same introduction to Winter Soldier right down to the bad guy, because Falcon just ends up fighting George St. Pierre again. Was there any thought of like, this is just repetitive of what we've seen before? Cause that's what was going through my mind at that time. Like, I'm pretty sure this is just the opening to winter soldier. I mean, I thought that I thought it was a much, the sequence was cool. I think a lot of cool uh, shots uh, for something different because this is a hero that we've never seen like the camera focused on besides anything else. So it was cool to see what a, fighting sequence would look like with him um i mean yeah same idea same bad guy i think you get a lot of that in the cartoons and everything though and everything that's come out before you know the mcu is a thing kind of the same bad guys like back again that's why you know zemo is back again um i had i had that thought but it was a different sequence so i didn't mind it too much what did you think of the pretty sure pretty sure that was like a rambo 2 fighting scene uh with the whole helicopter thing pretty sure that's what happened to rambo 2 so like if Sylvester Stallone could fly around like Falcon, it would be the same thing. Rambo 2, I'm going to have to add to the list. Also, Rambo 1, I'm going to have to add to the list because I haven't seen either one of them. But yeah, I, I liked the action, though, because it, it seemed more like a movie. It's definitely different than what we got in WandaVision. The stakes right off the bat seemed like they were pretty high. We find out about this criminal organization. They call it LAF. They're like they are known as the Flag Smashers, and their goal is to return the world to the blip which i'm glad that marvel's addressing because there had to have been some people who are like hey there's half the population twice the resources this isn't half bad 
But anyway, we're introduced to a character named Joaquin Torres, uh, who is a fairly new character in the comic universe. He was uh, first introduced in Captain America, Sam Wilson, number one in 2015. He's essentially Sam Wilson's version of the Captain America Falcon. He's a human mutate. He's a victim of this guy, uh, Carl Malice. He does an experiment on him and it turns him into, get ready for this, a hybrid of a bird and a vampire. I don't think that's what we're going to get out of him here, though, because he seems to be like a special forces or some kind of infantry guy or something. Like Mephisto. <clears throat> or or uh, he's uh, Mephisto. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, uh. But uh, so there's definitely going to be a lot of significance with this character, Torres, and we do see more of him later on in the episode. Uh, but he debriefs Sam on the LAF organization. And at that moment, we kind of flash forward to him returning the shield to the Smithsonian and he's talking with Rhodey. So Rhodey is in this series, I guess, or was it just a cameo or? Well, I think that's what they said. They said, we're going to see a good amount of characters come into this, which Rhodey off the bat, I thought was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. I was not no, expecting not, that. Not for me. Cause when no. we had lunch like last week, I think I told you, like, I think he has a, a show coming out armored wars, armor wars, I think is what it is. Yeah. Um, something about like the regular Stark technology, I think being like available, I think is the premise, even though they're on nano or wherever they're at in the technology realm of Marvel right now. But, um, I think with them talking about like the DOJ and, um, some of these, again, if we go into then, you know, the character reveal at the end of the show, um, you know, weapons program seems like it's probably up and running again. So I feel like seeing like Grody um, and you know, that, that character I think is, is, was I think an easy placement for, for them. Yeah. And you mentioned the weapons program. I don't think that we got a direct line of what weapons program they're talking about, but it does make me think like weapon X type stuff. Well, again, remember, I mean, Captain America would be weapon one. If you come from the comic book world, um, if you go down the weapons program, so Captain America technically is weapon one. Deadpool is 11, I think, or something like that. Um, so um, I think with the introduction of who the character at the end of the show is, I think we'll start to kind of go down that route. Yeah, 100%. We're, we're leading towards something. And that's the one thing about this that I didn't think I got as much of in WandaVision, which is the there's so much mystery out there that I don't know exactly what's going on, but I have opportunities to like theorize and think, Oh, this could be a possibility. This could be a possibility. This is kind of like a straightforward show. Um, one thing that Rhodey does mention though, is how they're we're living in a world now where alliances have been broken and nobody remains stable. And this, this show takes place six months after Endgame, which is probably like five months after WandaVision. So the events of WandaVision have taken place. We've seen the, the that PTSD response from you know, coming back from the blip and adjusting to reality, a new reality, losing loved ones, getting loved ones back, just kind of like that weird situation and that weird space that everybody is in. Uh, then we're introduced to Bucky. He wakes up in the middle of a nightmare after he's attacking people as the Winter Soldier. Uh, he meets with a therapist, therapist, Dr. Rayner, who I thought was a great character because she sees through his bullshit right away. Cause she's asking him like, Oh, so you're having nightmares again. And he's like, no, what did you guys like Dr. Rayner? Yeah. I thought, you know, for a therapist, interesting, kept it, you know, pretty, uh, pretty interesting. 
very uh, non-traditional therapist because I can't recall any time someone telling me at least that my story was a bunch of bullshit. I, I kind of like the the in the field type of uh, answer that she kind of gave being like, you know, I was a high ranking officer too at one point. So I understand when the bodies are on the floor type of type of deal. Like, yeah, it's like so I think that she's been there, done that. So you can't say something and expect her to just like, okay, yeah, fine. That's it. Blah, blah. Uh, but then she, we, we get this scene of him making amends. Cause I guess that's what his, his whole like court ordered thing is. He's got a, go through this process of de-weaponizing himself. And that's what he's after. He's looking to find peace after 90 years of being woken up and going into a new war. Uh, but the, the three rules I thought were fantastic. First rule, can't do anything illegal. So, of course, he does things illegal. Second rule, nobody gets hurt. So, of course, he's going to punch someone in the face. And then the third rule he does abide by, which is telling them that he's making amends. And the line I thought was fantastic. The um, the interesting thing about his interaction with the therapist, though, is when she mentions that he's only got like 10 numbers in his phone and Sam's been texting him and he won't return his calls. I, I never really thought that they had beef with each other in any of the other movies. So I wouldn't know why exactly he's trying to isolate himself from people that he's sort of close with or should be close with. Did you guys get anything out of that? Um, I, I don't know. I guess like, you know, he's been through a lot, like you said, for the past 90 years. So I think this is just going to be part of his character development. He's, you know, focused on making those amends and that's really what he wants to hone in on. So when you see a character go through stuff like that, they're going to try to distance themselves from a lot of, you know, it's how much of a relationship does he have with Sam other than them two, you know, being Cap Captain America's, you know, right hand men, friends. Yeah. So I think it's gonna. We're just gonna see them continue to develop, and he'll open up eventually. Just don't know when. And then uh, we get Bucky. Why is he not? Why is he not in Wakanda anymore? Why is he not in Wakanda anymore? Yeah, because he was in Wakanda hiding. Not really. I mean, they kind of rehabilitated him. They gave him a new arm. You know what I'm saying? He fought a war there. You know, they seemed like they kind of embraced him for who he was and how he changed. But he was and then all of a sudden, the United States government because he was still yeah. a wanted criminal. So you wouldn't want to stay in Wakanda? You want to go drop about 50 pounds and go make amends with? <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. He had a pretty nice setup in Wakanda. But if if you are looking to return to society and get your freedoms and liberties back, I guess being able to walk around the United States of America as a citizen, not under the threat of being arrested and possibly put to death for crimes against humanity, you would maybe want to go through some of those processes of like getting back into society and letting them recognize you're okay. Uh, he's not okay though. He's clearly not okay because <laughs> the next thing he does is he goes to lunch with his, his neighbor, Yori. Who, I love Yori. I want more of Yori in this series. I don't know how much more we're going to get of him, but I thought he was fantastic and when they're they're at like the sushi bar and the old guy asks out the, the bartender for uh, Bucky and because he just he doesn't know what to do. He's he jokes. He says he's 106 years. Well, he's not joking when he says he's 106 years old, but she thinks he's joking because she has no idea who he is or what he's about. And uh, and then I was kind of confused where 
all of a sudden Yuri just stops in the middle of the conversation he's having and he looks sad and he's like, oh, this this food reminded me of my dead son. And I immediately looked past it. But I guess yeah, we'll just go right into that part. That was the dream. Bucky killed Yuri's son and he's making amends. But when I was doing research, there was this. Okay, did you guys think that he found out that Yori was his son by accident? Or do you think that he intentionally knew that and was like going out to lunch with him? Number A, or letter A. Yeah, your first your first statement. Yeah, I had to do a little bit of a deep dive just to kind of like confirm it because, again, it was kind of hard to pick up on that for the fact. Um, but yeah, I'd go with, you know, the first uh, the first answer. See, I totally thought that he knew exactly who he was and was going out to lunch with him, making amends, like showing him, even though I killed your kid, I can give you some form of happiness. It's it's almost like the uh, that episode of and there's going to be a lot of references to this show based on this making amends list. It's like an episode of My Name is Earl. It's an episode of My Name is Earl where Earl goes to this mother whose son was wrongly accused and put in jail and then she lost eight years of her life with him so Earl has to like get her to quit smoking so she lives an extra eight years that she can spend with her son I mean Bucky can't necessarily get Yori to stop smoking to spend eight years with his son but maybe he feels like he can fill the void that's what my thought was I didn't realize it wasn't necessarily that or it was up for discussion I think I picked up on it rather quickly um, when they kind of had the whole fight scene with Yuri and the other guy with the trash, putting you know, using the same trash can or whatever. Like, I kind of started picking up on it when they were saying, like, we do this every Wednesday. Come on, I'll buy. You know, when they were kind of the whole camaraderie that they were kind of having with each other um, with the whole therapy type of situation. And, hey, you only got, you know, this many people in your phone. You know, they made it seem like, you know, he's not connected or close. So to me, I feel like, again, right off the bat with, you know, my spider senses being like, you know, why, why is he close to this individual? Um, and then start seeing, as it started to unfold, as soon as this reminded me of my son, you know, that made me already think like, you know, maybe he actually became friends with him. Maybe he actually saw that he wasn't a scumbag because when he talked about the other amends that he made with that woman was kind of like, even though the bad things I did put her in power and, you know, he kind of was like, sounded like he had to make amends, but still it wasn't for a good reason. So I feel like that's why he had so, so much turmoil with having to have this conversation with him because I think he actually was like, he's a really good guy. And I really like kind of like ruined this guy's life. Like, it wasn't for power. It wasn't for money. It wasn't for any of these other things. Like he's just a really good guy. I like, yeah, I don't, I, I, I no, I agree with you. He, he seems like he's a really good guy. Sam seems like he's a really good guy too. The next thing that happens in the episode is he meets up with his sister down in Louisiana who runs a seafood business because soup family members of superheroes need to make money, obviously. Uh, but we find out that it's a struggling seafood business and she needs to put the family boat up for sale. And Sam urges her to fix it by taking it out, a, out alone at a, at a bank. Andrew, you're shaking your head, McMichael. All right. Uh, get into it. Go ahead. Just let us know your feelings on how they handled the Sam Wilson. I'm a superhero. I can get you alone. No, you can't because you're still my brother. And, that's not how it works. Give well, it these, people never, these people never seen Forrest Gump. I'm just saying Forrest Gump doesn't exist in their timeline. I mean, I was watching that I'm last just, night. That made me think of it. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah. See, I mean, I'm just saying, like, 
Oh, who put it on your list? How have you not seen that? No, Robert I've Zemeckis, seen Forrest Gump, movie. but which part? He had a fishing boat company that didn't do squat until, you know, he prayed to Lieutenant Dan in the heavens and all of a sudden, you know, turned into a successful shrimping uh, boat company. See, and... I thought you were talking about the scene with his sister trying to get the loan. Oh, I'm no, a, I'm going. I remember no, no, sorry, sorry. Like Forrest Gump. <laughs> He told me to go into it, so I'm going step by step. So the first thing we see is, hey, guess what? You have a raggedy boat on a dock with no water. Again, very Forrest Gumpish, I felt, when I saw this, okay? Um, Second, when they go for the loan, again, I felt with everything that's going on and, you know, people canceling everything in the the culture right now for any slight tilt of the scale, um, again, seeing... Two African-American people going for a bank loan in front of, again, a white person and in the town that they're in and you not knowing my family's history and all that. Like, it, it was just very cliche. Like, again, stirring the pot again for what's going on. You're Falcon. Again, I don't care if, you, like, Nick informed me earlier. He's only been, like, an Avenger for a year, year and a half, two years, whatever it is. But, you know, the richest guy in the world. You know, people who right. live in the richest country in, their, in the world. Like, right. I, I, I'm confused. Like, like I just don't understand where it's like, even, Hey, come fix my boat. Ant-Man, where's your punk ass at to come fix my boat? Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, you're right. So, to me, the whole Imagine scene, the fishing the way that, boat went, that Wakanda, Imagine <laughs> the fishing boat the fishing. that Wakanda could whip up for them. It's a good point, oh, man. Yeah. All he's got to do is return the text message that he sent. Uh... Yeah, I mean, cause, cause I mean, hold on. I mean, I, I get it. You want to relate to the characters. You want to go through the emotions and the feelings and all this other stuff. You know, you weren't here for five years and I had this struggling business and I have a family and all, I, I mean, I get it. You're going through all of it right now with the pandemic and how you're feeling with certain emotions and not having jobs and works. So I like, I get how they're trying to pull on those Disney emotions and, and, and make you feel on those, on those, those strings. But we're talking about superheroes like this is like comic book stuff like you're gonna go in space in about like two episodes probably like what are you like <laughs> I'm, I'm just you fought thanos like you know what i'm saying and, and you're worried about getting a bank loan i'm, I'm confused like hey people have real world problems even if they're super powered or have wings that give them superpowers go find an infinity stone my guy Bucky leaves his date with with this girl because she brings up Yori's son and he that's when he realizes that he killed his son Um, but the next thing we get is Torres who stumbles on a flag smasher bank robbery of some sort again I thought he knew what was going on but he just like picks up a mask and puts it on and then he sees this guy fly out of a window with two bags of money and hands it off and then the guy's like enhanced with superpowers did you guys think that there was something weird going on with that character or something significant that we were supposed to know with that character because i didn't know where the superpowers came from that wasn't crossbones cousin it that's what it seemed like wasn't it it was like he was crossbones. a different country oh, yeah no. with long hair no yeah i i'm thinking that it's some version of a a light super soldier serum because he's not totally on the same level as Steve Rogers would have been or any of the like winter soldiers that they were trying to create over in Russia in uh, civil war. But there's definitely something out of the ordinary with him. He's not just naturally strong. So some type of enhancement has to be going on. Uh, the very last thing is that Sam and his sister, they're denied the loan and he says he'll fix the boat himself. So as he's fixing the boat, Torres sends him footage of the bank robbery and 
Sam's walking in and his sister tells him to stop. They're looking at the TV and on the TV, we get the reveal. The United States government has decided there must be a new Captain America and out walks Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's son, in the cheesiest, corniest Captain America costume I've ever seen. Let me ask you guys a question. Are you familiar with what's going on there? Yeah, it's, he's supposed to be U.S. agent. Okay. He well, is U.S. Yeah. agent. We, we don't, you know, not confirmed yet, but the helmet's the worst part. The helmet all- is the worst part of that. It's That's the eyesore in that whole getup. Yeah, and that, I, like, I, goofy grin that he gives, too. But but I hated it. I hated how it ended because obviously the episode ended right with, with that reveal, and that was the reveal I was talking about earlier, uh, showing U.S. agent, right? So, or revealing that there's another superhero-ish type of person or whatever. Um, but I, I liked it because knowing U.S. agent, knowing how it was, again, having the conversation earlier with Falcon being like, you sure you don't want this mantle? Like, you sure you don't want to be this person? Like, like you sure you don't want to be this, like, this image where kind of kicking yourself in the ass for not doing that, huh? Because then you probably would have got that loan or that government help for, <laughs> for that business. Anyways. More than but, likely. So seeing that, again, I... For, for the episode ending I'm mad because it, it, it felt like it was short even though it was almost an hour long um, but the way that it ended it it put a smirk on my face because I know where it's I, to me I feel like I know where it's going because I know the history of the comics of that backstory so yeah. so for anybody that doesn't know uh, US agent or John Walker is his real name first appearance in Captain America number 323 back in 1986 he received enhanced strength from the power broker process. The power broker is two things. And I had to look this information up and I am glad I did because I'm starting to see a connection that may lead into stuff in future episodes. Power broker is a corporation that was created by a guy named Curtis Jackson. Yes. Curtis Jackson. That, that Curtis Jackson. No, not that Curtis Jackson. Oh, oh, the oh. Marvel Curtis Jackson. Uh, goes by the power broker, creates this company called Power Broker, and he employs a doctor by the name of Carl Malice. The same doctor that gave Joaquin Torres his superhuman strength is the doctor that gives John Walker his superhuman strength to become Captain America. There's got to be some Curtis Jackson in the MCU now. There has to be. Maybe that's who Zemo's going after. <laughs> that's Mephisto. Oh. Curtis Jackson is Mephisto. So gotcha. obviously we don't know for sure yet that U.S. whatever you want to call him now, Cap- new Captain America, U.S. agent, whatever. We don't know that he has any sort of super strength serum in him yet. Don't. We don't know that yet. All we know is they Did you see that jog, guys? used the new Captain like, America. Like, yeah. But you would think that they, there has That's to what be he got. He some got the... type of the square jaw. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> got to be some type of enhancement going on, though, because you can't just put a normal guy in a suit that's red, white, and blue, hand him a shield and say, okay, now go save the country. It, Why? Isn't that they, did, that they gave Steve Rogers superpowers and they put him on Broadway for like 10 years? Yeah, I mean that that was just more to sell war bonds, though. Like, but he wasn't. He remember they didn't want him. He wanted to fight. They didn't want him to fight. Of course, he wanted to fight. He wanted to stop bullies. 
but I get that. But remember, the government putting all that money and not knowing what was going to happen. Like, remember, they wanted to keep them on height. Like, they only wanted to use them if need be, but not really ever use them. Right. It was because that U.S. senator that they put them on the on the uh, show selling war bonds. So, which <laughs> how how much are we going to promote this a hole? You know, this goofy looking jackass. How how many how many times? Because in the trailer, you see another part where he's at some high school field with a you know the band football field. Him. Yeah, yeah. Football. How like? How are we gonna? How much? How much are we gonna promote this guy? Because well, that uh, that tells me how Dan, much. Dan Snyder reveal. Right. That's how much. Like that's just what this guy is gonna be. So I don't think he's gonna be anything like. You know, it's again, it's kind of like how we used Captain America before he actually like we knew he could fight and we're gonna do this, even though he had the serum in him. I think this guy doesn't have anything in him, and they're just gonna. He's a publicity stunt. See, I definitely think that he's an enhanced individual. I do too, because I one again rumor before all this was happening on how to introduce some of the other maybe characters that they purchased from Fox was a character that my ears perked up, but I knew it was too good to be true. Especially hearing about WandaVision and watching that, and every troll available was trolling on the trolls of the trolls. Michael, I'm on the edge of my seat. Just tell us who, who, Omega Red. I don't know who that is. Okay, so Omega Red is like an arch nemesis of like Wolverine, and he was like a mutant, but then also part of the weapons program, but like a Russian weapons program. So he got like animantium, like whips, kind of like, um, uh, what's his face from Iron Man 2? Whiplash. Um, yeah, Whiplash. Yeah, kind of like him, but like super strong, like mutant type human. So that was one of the rumors that he might be popping up and because then Wolverine is again part of the weapons program. If um, Captain Ross decides to do this whole other show too with the whole, uh, God, what was their group called? Thunderbolts. Um, yeah, Thunderbolts. There you go. Thanks, Nick Mara. Um, weapons program again. Like I feel like that's just what this show is going to be about. Is kind of like going into the the new tech, the other old school Marvel technologies, like the Wakanda thing we saw to go fight Thanos, like you know with the whole vibranium and you know the nanotech. Um, but I think like we're going to see like a lot of the old school like technologies again pop up like weapons program and kind of messing with the mutants and some of those other things. I think that's what's going to probably happen. So you're still expecting some form of a mention into mutants, X-Men, that type of stuff. I'm and hoping still- this literally ends with Weapon X coming out of the goddamn cave. That's literally what I'm hoping happens. That's my big my big wish is that like it literally goes into wolverine at the end of this episode like the end of this series yeah i don't know what direction they're going in and it's not like that i'm confused of what's going on it's more of a it's it's going to be one of those like street level type not totally street level but it's it's an action movie it's going to be more based on i think fight scenes and action and the plot is going to be secondary hopefully it's a good one though that's all i'm hoping for that I give a damn about the story because I didn't really think a lot happened in this first episode. Like they set things up, but they set things up without really explaining anything. They set things um, up more than they did in WandaVision. I think that's like the biggest thing. That's what I took from it. I was like, okay, I think we kind of know what's like set to happen. In WandaVision, you were just like, what the hell's going like? I mean, that's like the whole basis of it. They just didn't want to reveal anything in that first episode, but. You just knew something was going on, but you didn't know what. Now you kind of know, like, oh, all right, Sam wasn't really 
up to take the mantle. There's this other group out here. Okay. Like it set the stage. So they do the, I would, I think the focus on this episode, and again, it's titled new world order is that juxtaposition between Bucky and Sam. Sam wants to continue to do work for, you know, the good and be a hero and fight but he also wants to be surrounded by his family and have his family, you know, grow and, and have success and thrive and whatnot. And Bucky is the total opposite. He has no family. He has no friends. He's become an isolationist and he wants just to return to peace. So again, yeah. Why doesn't he just go back to Wakanda if that's what he's after? Why did you have to bring that up? That's like, that's going to bother me now. You ready? You ready? Here's the last one. You ready? All right. What if we go into Loki and because he has a Tesseract and because of Dr. Strange's title of his movie that all these are just multiverse shows? Like none of this is real. Like none of this even really matters. Like we're seeing all this stuff because they need to fill Disney plus subscriptions. But I feel like the big F you from Disney is going to be like, none of this is real. You got to know your favorite characters a little bit more, but this is in universe 14x like this fictional universe that you've been yeah. enjoying for the last 15 years doesn't actually exist correct it's all fiction yeah see so they're definitely we'll be... like teasing at that like all those x-men <laughs> crossovers and they're like uh and nope and nope they're like reeling you in but then they're gonna just let you oh yeah because i know this engineer right who can do all this crazy space technology future stuff to be some Lieutenant captain of some normal army in some United States. Awesome. Great. No blue marble. Appreciate it. Mar- pre- appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Something tells I for me Captain this, Marvel too. Great. This, is, this is going to be a series that you are going to hate watch. I already told you this. This is my least anticipated series. From the trailers that I saw, no, nothing about this caught me. I'm hoping Z, like, I hope they actually use Zemo like how they're like, the one thing Marvel gets right is using the abilities or introducing the abilities of their characters through the time. Zemo in the comics is a much, much bigger nemesis. They try to portray him in Civil War. And if they got to play him right, I feel like he will be an antagonist for, again, 20 years. I mean, if you wanted to use him around, he'll be, he'll be that guy because he is that type of intelligence. So if they use him correctly, I think it does have some potential, but for, for what it is, again, I feel like these are just, again, more platforms to bounce off more platforms for newer viewers. Like, I feel like, again, it's trolling all your comic book people, the people who really built up these franchises for all your new viewers. I get it. I get it. I don't have to be happy about it. No, and you won't be happy about it. I won't be happy about it. Yeah, Come on, guys. You gave, us, you gave us the Mandalorian, man. Come on. Like, out of, out of two seasons, there were like two episodes that you were like, eh, eh. Oh, I... That's John Favreau, though. He doesn't have anything to do with. Oh Marvel. no, nothing with Marvel. Like nothing has no no part of it. He's not in every st- like. He's got more Samuel Jackson cameos than Samuel Jackson in the damn movies. <laughs> like, uh, well, thanks for getting our hopes up on episode two. I, yeah, that's I, what I'm, I do. Tune in next week, guys. Listen, I'm looking forward to seeing where things go. I think it's just going to be. Give me your bold prediction for episode two. Oh, I don't know. Bucky and Falcon share a coffee. Well, I think they'll definitely share something. Oh, no, that's not appropriate. 
No, well, it's the love of the country. I thought you meant Cap Shield again. That's just not. That's not right. He's dead. No, that belongs to. Oh, we don't know Walker. if he's dead yet. Uh, oh, it would have been oh. six months after returning yeah. from from Endgame, so he's probably like seventy five in six months. Maybe. What if you took another shot in the arm? What if you, you juiced up? Reversed time. <laughs> he's young again. Bold prediction. See, I have a bold prediction about U.S. because U.S. agent technically is also a nemesis in the old comics. Correct me if I'm wrong. To a degree, uh, with yeah, he's like he's like he's Mister America. Like Captain America cared about the people of America. U.S. agent cares about the infrastructure of the corporations of America. Yeah, right. He he's more political than Captain America was. We all know Captain Correct. America hated that side of everything. The whole Sokovia Accords, that whole thing. Um, so I think we're gonna possibly see because you had that two di- like that dynamic of two villains in WandaVision. No, well, no, yeah, villains because you had sword and then you had uh, Agatha. Agatha. Yeah. So I think you're we're gonna see at some point. I don't know if it, it probably won't be episode two, but you're probably gonna see that side of U.S. agent come out at some point. Yep. Not a bold prediction, but just a prediction. My bold prediction is we get Curtis Jackson in episode two. Again, Curtis Jackson, the founder of Power Broker, the Power Broker, the guy who hired Carl Malice, who turned Joaquin Torres into a hybrid bird vampire creature to become the new Falcon, and also gave the powers to Johnny Walker. He's got to be in this. I'm, I'm just looking forward to MCU Curtis Jackson. I wonder if they have a 50 cent in the Marvel Universe. Probably. But a 50 cent is 50 cent in, in the show. Maybe. No. We'll have to wait and see. That's going to do it for the first episode of... I haven't even said the name of the podcast. That's true. Ridiculous. Start over. Big reveal. Ready? Drum roll. Oh, that sounds awesome. The Complete Collection. 